What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Welcome to Bet the Edge on Friday, September 16. I want to thank everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. Coming up, Bon and I are going to fill in for Drew and Jay, and we have a great show lined up. We'll discuss college football trends that we've noticed so far this season. We'll analyze market agreement with some wagers that we made, and we're going to handicap Bengals versus Cowboys. All that more coming up on Bet the Edge. Vaughn, let's get into it. Let's talk about the game tonight. Florida State versus Louisville. Florida State, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is set at 57. How you feeling about this game? Yeah, so uh, Florida State, you know, they – they got that crazy win over LSU. So everyone's, you know, thinking Florida State's a very good team. But you got to be reminded, Brad, Brian Kelly was the coach of the LSU football team. All right. So are we going to log LSU as a good team right away? I think not. Now, um, a couple of things I will note in this game. I think I'm going to be on Louisville. I did bet the three personally. I'd seen it move back down, which gives me some confidence. Everybody uh, that you probably have talked to is on the Florida State side for this game. Um, yeah. And it's because of that win, and they have a they had a bye week to prepare for this game. But fun fact, Brad, Florida State, four straight seasons, they've lost their first road game, and they've all come against ACC opponents. Wow. All right. So, uh, yeah, Friday night, Louisville's home opener. It's going to be rocking in there. Um, I do like the Cardinals in the spot. Uh, what, what are you thinking? You know, I was really interested in this game, and I think a lot of people are going to overreact to that uh, to that win that Florida State had over LSU. And ultimately, if you think about it, I don't even know if Florida State deserved to win that game. There was so much of LSU <laughs> shooting themselves in the foot. I have to say I was impressed. Neither team deserved to win. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, okay, you're right. You're right. Neither team deserved to win. But about that UCF game, UCF-Louisville, yeah. the second half adjustments by Satterfield were second to none. Um, they turned Reese Pumley into a throwing quarterback, which he definitely is not. So if you can keep Jordan Travis in the pocket and not let him use his legs against you, I do think Louisville has a bit of the upper hand. Yeah, and that's going to be a big point in this game. Two very mobile quarterbacks that could definitely get loose at any point and stretch the field. Uh, we saw Malik Cunningham, you know, gash UCF. UCF has a good defense, a stellar offense. And yep. Louisville in that second half, like you said, really shut down everything the Knights wanted to do. 92 total yards of offense from UCF in that second half at home Friday night in the bounce house. So yeah, yeah everyone's going to talk about Louis Louisville's defense. Lost a couple guys, Malik. Um, Mal uh, I should say Malik, uh, <laughs> but uh, Louisville's quarterback. 
uh, his, you know, Malik Cunningham's, I almost said Malik Willis is why I was laughing, but Malik Cunningham's uh, arm has been the question mark so far, but yes. his legs have been just fine. So uh, do you have a preference on one of the quarterbacks tonight if you're playing like a rushing prop at all? Yeah, for me, it would be Malik Cunningham. When I handicap games, especially against mobile quarterbacks and teams who are going to rely on stopping mobile quarterbacks, I love to kind of look at the team who's playing at home. Why? Because generally pressure comes from atmosphere, scheme. There's so much that comes into pressuring a quarterback, and I think that it's going to make the Louisville D-line better against Travis running the ball. And Jordan Travis hasn't really taken off and run many times this year. But if Louisville is going to win this game and they want to stay competitive, Malik Cunningham is going to have to run the ball. He's run the ball, what, 15 times per game in two games, and he was absolutely electric, so electric in the UCF game. I will note this, though. It is a massive jump in rushing total from the opening line versus UCF of 46 and a half to, I think it's yeah. sitting at somewhere around 71 and a half. But I mean, this is a big line. So you, you'd want him to run at least 15 times. And he is going to run a lot of times in this game. He's the key right now. And, you know, they're going to have to open up that ground game a lot more to give him that play action ability so that he can get a lot easier throws because right now he's not. And the pr- problem with Louisville's offense is they haven't scored in the red zone nearly as often as they should be. Uh, and I think that can change at home now because uh, it's a lot easier to score on the 20-yard line when you're at home opposed to a uh, um, neutral field game or road game. But I'll give you an under for a quarterback that's worth betting this weekend, Brad. Okay. So let's talk up real quick. Sean Clifford under 11.5 rushing yards at Auburn because unlike Malik Cunningham and Jordan Travis, two guys that are design runners, have got a lot of plays designed for them, and they're not going to get sacked as often because they're slippery. Uh, Clifford, not quite that same quarterback. We've seen him get banged up. SEC game, uh, you know, it's going to be a very crazy environment there, and Auburn's defense is the best part. So I think the sack yards will be a negative for a guy like Sean Clifford. So I took us under rushing yards. But when it comes to tonight with Travis and Cunningham, um, I I can't take the unders on those guys. I agree. I actually watched that Penn State-Auburn game last night, rewatched it, um, and Auburn was getting some pressure on the road. Now I'd imagine they get some. Jordan Hare is going to be bumping. Let's transition Mm -hmm. over to uh, some look-ahead spots. There's some teams with some look-ahead spots. You know, last week, only one team in the top 10 covered. And I'm normally not the guy who just goes in and auto bets the top 10. But I did have some some teams in there like Alabama who kind of broke my heart. Well, let's talk sure. about Clemson. Clemson, a 33-point a favorite versus Louisiana Tech. Do you have any thoughts on this game? Definitely a look-ahead spot, which is very important when you're capping college football. When you look at teams that could get excited to play the next game uh, more than the opponent that's right in front of them, that's when you see teams that don't cover as much. And when you're getting a 33-point spread for a Clemson team, um, it's very interesting because next week they go at Wake Forest, and then they have a game against NC State the following week. It's a home game for them. So two of the top 25 teams, two of the three top 25 teams, excuse me, that they'll be playing this season come in the next two weeks. And now they have Louisville Tech. And you've seen this line open up at 34 for Clemson. It's come down a little bit to 33. While that's not a significant line movement, we're not really crossing many key numbers here. Um, it still is a huge number for a Clemson team that's struggled offensively still at yes. times. And uh, even the game they did cover against Georgia Tech where we had the collab and we were very heavy on Brad, um, you know, Clemson didn't pull away till the very end. Uh, so I definitely think that this is a game that I'd be very wary of betting on Clemson. And I would yeah. probably stay away from it, to be honest. You know, I'm interested in this game because – I think Clemson has a good enough defense to shut down Louisiana Tech, but it's always that old adage where you think about a team who has a massive spread where you want to look at their first half because 
absolutely dabble Sweeney if he has a massive lead going into the th- late in the third quarter or early f- fourth quarter. He's going to want to rest, guys, and that backdoor cover is going to be wide open for Louisiana Tech. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, Clay Kubiak, he's definitely going to be, uh, you know, a guy that's going to want to throw his passes and score once or twice, but it's not a situation where you want to put him out there and get him hurt in case DJ uh, lives up to the hype that he had last season. Um, yep. But, you know, briefly, two teams look ahead to uh, that have look ahead spots, I should say, is Florida. Uh, they play at Tennessee next week. They're 24 and a half point favorites against South Florida. And then we got Kansas State laying 14 against Tulane. They go to at Oklahoma next week. Um, definitely a game that's a trap worthy game there. So look at what happened to Auburn last week against San Jose <laughs> yeah. State. They got excited to play Penn State this week a little early. Uh, that happens a lot in college football. Awesome. Well, just a reminder, guys, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you can win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in college football, Major League Baseball, and on the NASCAR circuit, as well in the Premier League. There's also $100,000 up for grabs by guessing the outcome of the Bears and Packers in our Sunday Night 7 contest. This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code BETTHEEDGE to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Kansas, or Louisiana. Void where prohibited, Louisiana license pending in partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, first five bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website for more details. Gambling problem? In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. And in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800GAMBLER.com. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have 
never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. The Premier League is built on hope. The hope of discovering a new star. It doesn't take long for Darwin Nunez to make an impression. The hope of rewriting history. And the hope of continuing a dynasty. Unstoppable week after week. This is the Premier League on NBC, USA and Peacock. Bond, let's take a look at this Cincinnati versus Miami game. So this is a little market agreement, I think, because you're on Cincinnati, 22-point favorite. Am I, am, I, yeah. am I correct in that? You are correct, yeah. And I think it should be that big of a favorite, too, because I was a guy that hyped, I was hyped up on Miami, Ohio this season. That was a futures total, win total for me. But yeah. there's no Brett Gabbard anymore, man. He was a four-year starter at quarterback. Uh, they got Avion Smith coming in. I'm from the Pittsburgh area. Uh, you could see the IUP banner if you guys are watching live up there. And they played Robert Morris last week. It was Smith's first game against an FCS opponent. Robert Morris, not a good team at all. And now he has to go in a first true game against an FBS opponent to Cincinnati. This must be a neutral filled game where Miami's the home favorite or the home team, excuse me. But uh, this game's played at Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati, Brad. So it's really not a, uh, a neutral site game at all. It's going to be all filled up with Bearcats fans. Their new quarterback, Ben Bryant, was a former EMU quarterback, so he played against Miami and has that experience. So, uh, yeah, sign me up for the Bearcats by three-plus touchdowns. I think it's going to be a bad look for the Red Hawks on Saturday. What do you think? Yeah, I'm interested in this game only because I like attacking teams with good defenses, and and even though Cincinnati lost so many studs to the draft, I think they're going to cover this spread. It, it, it has a chance to get to be one of those, like, 35-point victories. I, I want to see Cincinnati yeah. run the ball a ton. Um, I know Bryant's going to be a solid quarterback, but I want to see them run the ball and establish running the ball. Luke Fickle knows that his team is not as good as they were last year. And normally when you lose a guy like Desmond Ritter, you're going to have to establish a run, and they have the players to do it. Yeah, I agree for sure. I think it's going to be definitely somewhat of a blowout. I think right off the bat in the first half, Cincinnati's going to try and you know lay it on them. And uh, I think Smith's really going to struggle. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him at quarterback. And yeah. our producer noted it's now called Paycor Stadium. Um, one thing about me, Johnny, you, we live in the old stadiums, baby. Heinz Field is not Akershore. It's not Akershore. It's Heinz Field. Paul Brown should never be changed. Uh, it's Paycor now. But it's you don't do that type of stuff, Brad. Come on, man. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Let's move over to a line. I saw you jump on this. Oklahoma at Nebraska. The line opened at 13. It got as low as 10. I believe you're on Nebraska. Yeah, and uh, I've, I've heard that you might be on Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> and if that's true, I'm concerned for you, baby, because it seems too good to be true for you, Brad. That's the problem with this game. Uh, but they fired Scott Frost. We know in sports when, when teams fire their coaches and the team doesn't want that coach around, uh, how beneficial that is getting rid of him. And now you're getting in a rivalry spot against Oklahoma, a team that you also bet, uh, and they did not come through for you and cover oh. that 33, but they pushed that 30 for you. And they're a team that we haven't – we don't know what Oklahoma, what the Sooners are truly about yet. They played UTEP and Kent State, all right? Mm -hmm. So this – and at home, this is their first road game. Nebraska's got a new coaching staff. It's going to be allowed to do whatever they want now and switch it up. You know it's going to be rocking there at that home stadium. So, uh, yeah, I really think Nebraska has a very good opportunity of upsetting 
Oklahoma, to be honest with you. I took the spread and the money line, and I'm hoping this is our pizza bet for our Saturday show. <laughs> I haven't locked in quite yet. I do lean Oklahoma. Um, it's you know, There's crucial numbers in every sport, and college football is not as important as NFL, but having that minus 10 number is very, very different than having a minus 11. This is really yeah. important, though, in this game, if you want to talk about it from a player prop perspective, right? So uh, Nebraska has allowed uh, 5.8 yards per rush, 121st in the, the country. Against Georgia Southern, they allowed 233 rush yards. North Dakota, uh, 175. Against Northwestern, 214. Oklahoma and Brent Venable said this himself. He's going to want to establish the run. They have Jeff Levy. They have Dylan Gabriel. A lot of people aren't really paying attention to Eric Gray. Eric Gray's rushing total sitting at 89.5 rush yards. Nebraska has allowed a hundred yard running back every single game. And I, I am so close to locking this in. I'm going to shop the line a little bit more. Um, but what do you think about that, that rushing total? Yeah, I mean, I think it's very interesting. It's very high, and we see the total sitting uh, very high in this game as well. And it's one that I thought was going to come down a little bit, but it hasn't yet. Um, and, you know, this is going to be a competitive game. Rivalry games, I'm not really looking to play overs as much. Yeah. I'm looking at hard-nosed football. These teams are going to try and beat the snot out of each other. Yeah. And I think that's what could happen here. We saw 23-17 last year in Norman, um, and I think this year is going to be a similar situation. And Dylan Gabriel was getting his first taste uh, of Nebraska, so – yeah, I'd be more comfortable taking the running back than I would be taking the quarterback in this situation for the Sooners. I totally agree. Well, guys, in case you missed it, Matthew Barry has a new show, Fantasy Football Hour with Matthew Barry. The legendary football fantasy analyst is back with NBC Sports and Roto World doing what he does best, rolling out his love-hate list, breaking down who to start and sit, and much, much more. There'll also be plenty of actionable action for you guys along the way. So check it out weekdays in the afternoon on PCAC or listen to the show in podcast form wherever you download and subscribe. Let's get into Cowboys at Bengals. For you guys who are in those, those pools or those survivor contests, you got to make sure you pay attention to the line movement. You got to make sure you pay attention to overreaction. The superstar theory. Is it an effect for Cowboys and Bengals this weekend? The superstar theory. Maybe – the theory that we should be talking about is the one that worked out so well was all the backup quarterbacks that wrecked everybody last season betting-wise, including me. And, uh, I mean, I was so shocked how often a second- or third-string quarterback came in and covered a spread, uh, whether they were the underdog or sometimes winning outright. And a situation here, it's where the Bengals, are they going to start out 0-2? You know, I don't think so. You know, if we're talking survivor pools, sure, I'll take the Bengals, but <laughs> – Oh, man, you know, I'm, I'm not laying a seven, seven and a half. We've seen it come down from eight and a half already. And Cooper yeah. Rush, he's had experience. Why he's not a great quarterback by any means, uh, you know, he can manage a game. And, you know, the Cowboys are going to be trying to prepare for that in every way they can. So I'd rather take an under uh, than bet the Bengals minus seven in this game. Uh, but I do think the Bengals are the winning side. And I, I'd be comfortable playing them in the pools. I mean, and you know, in your survivors, would you? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be very comfortable betting the Bengals here. So – when you, for me, when I'm betting a game with a backup quarterback, I always like to look at the original spread and I like to think, what would I set the point spread with the original quarterback or with the original star running back? Then I'd ask myself, how many points is that player worth? And I, I had Bengals winning by seven with Dak Prescott. And that wasn't because of the skill of Dak Prescott. That was because of how bad that offensive line looked 
And I think that the Bengals defensive line is almost comparable to that of Tampa Bay's. So it's important to know that if you are targeting a spread because of something other than the player that is going to be missing, feel free to take that spread. And I, and for that, that reason, I'm taking Bengals. Um, I'm not going to go crazy, probably just put half a unit on it. But this is a Bengals team that uh, that had Joe Burrow throw four interceptions last week, and they were still in the game. They still had a chance to win it in overtime. Tell me how many teams in the NFL could realistically say they're going to gain 400 yards of total offense, throw four picks, and almost win a game in overtime. Not many. Um, it's it's kind of funny to look at. It's AFC North football, my friend. That's exactly <laughs> what happens in these games. We got Steelers and Browns next Thursday night. And, uh, yeah, if you're not expecting turnovers, uh, missed field goals, four down conversions, I don't know to tell you. It's AFC North football. But, um, yeah, Joe Burrow, I mean, he's still a very young quarterback. And I had to go yeah. pull this up because I, I was very curious to see what the spread was set before week one for this game because we could, you know, you have the look ahead spreads for a couple of weeks on a lot yeah. of sports books. So it was uh, Bengals were sitting at two and a half point underdogs uh, going to Dallas before Dak got injured, before they played the Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, so you're seeing the swing from plus two and a half all the way to minus seven, minus seven and a half. And I am not sure that Dak Prescott and a loss from an injury was worth that much of a swing. Um, so, you know, if you're a teaser individual, I this would take the Cowboys season. plus 14. I would take I will say this. I will say this. Uh, the line at halftime on DK was around four and a half uh, last week. So four and a half. I feel like okay. four and a half was a pretty fair adjustment uh, with or without Dak Prescott. For those who are kind of thinking about what Cooper Rush means and they want to talk about his big win on Sunday Night Football against the Vikings, I had a pretty good breakdown of this game where I went back and I watched every single offensive play by the Dallas Cowboys. And I wouldn't say that Cooper Rush was spectacular. I would say he was serviceable, but he also fumbled through an interception. And much of that game where they beat the Vikings was reliant on that their defense. The, the Vikings were sacked something like six times in that game. Um, do we think that pass rush is going to be as good? Do we think the secondary is going to be as good? And they're not playing Kirk Cousins. And this is no offense to Kirk Cousins. This is Kirk Cousins without O'Connell. You know, so... Man, it's going to be a tough one. Do you have any last thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, this, this game in general, like I said, it's it's a teaser spot for Dallas. It's a, a yeah, I'd use them as a survivor pool spot for Cincy, but I haven't played survivor pool. Let's, I didn't do it last year because of COVID. And this year, uh, you know, I'm just rusty when it comes to these teams because week one and two, Brad, it is underdog season. Uh, yes. We know that. And then we get hyped up on these teams like everyone that thought the Chiefs were going to roll last night. And they barely let in that game until the second half. Uh, and it was an overreaction to them smacking the Cardinals. So uh, don't overreact to what you saw in week one. A lot of teams are kind of going to come back down to earth. But teams are going to play up to their potential in week two. Um, and I think the Cowboys, yeah, they're the only team that didn't score a touchdown in week one. Uh, but they're scoring a touchdown this week, gentlemen. And the defense is pretty good still. So don't run to the window with Cincy. It's not the easiest bet in the world. No, I, I probably wouldn't put more than half a unit on it, especially with Micah Parsons on the other side. Well, Vaughn. Man, this was fun. Everyone, don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wagers. Thank you for everyone watching on our NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. Take care, everybody.